Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, at the height of COVID, we couldn't uh, sit indoors. You recall that? And what happened? Well, uh, patios opened up in this city. Uh, In fact, uh, in many ways, that uh, uh, decision by our provincial health officer was able to get us past uh, decades and decades of conversation in and around patios. Um, We debated it. We didn't know whether or not we'd move forward with it. And of course, now uh, we love our patios and we don't want to change. Well, the city of uh, Vancouver must decide if its expanded patio spaces should become a permanent fixture on private properties. That's what's coming up uh, at City Hall this month. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the Vancouver City's patio program and where it's headed is Ian Tostenson. He's the president and CEO of the BC Restaurant and Food Services Association. Ian, thanks to thanks for speaking to us today. It's a pleasure, Jazz. How you doing? I'm doing very well. A bit uh, a cold today, a little chilly, but clear skies, uh, which reminds you patio season isn't too far away. Your thoughts, first and foremost. I mean, this is going to go through. I, I, I can't see City Hall, uh, anybody at City Hall saying, no, it was a nice experiment. We're turning back the clock. Exactly. So if you go back to 2020, um, and I believe March 2020, when the whole pandemic thing happened, that summer, that spring, Dr. Henry said, we got to be outside. And so, you know, we wrote a letter to every municipality and said, you know, make do as fast you can patio approvals, which everybody did. And then, you know, I think that the public at large said, this is great. Like we've got more patios than we ever have. And that continued on to through to 2021. And then um, to a certain degree, 2022, the government started to formalize it a bit more. But what we're looking at in Vancouver is um, these patio extensions sort of going back to 2020 and on March 31st, 2023. doesn't mean there's not going to be any patios, but what it means is that Vancouver is inviting patios that were existing patios to become permanent. And um, there's a little bit of a process to do that, but if you think of it from a business owner's point of view, you've got this investment in a patio and you've got your patio set up and now it potentially becomes permanent and you're your costs going forward for the, you know, the several years ahead are a lot less. The certainty as a business is a lot more and you can develop a culture within that patio is what, you know, we're starting to see that people are going to their favorite patios and going, yeah, I got to go to Jazz's restaurant there. I love that patio because they know it. it's there. It's there year round. So this is nothing but I think an opportunity for Vancouver. Now in the midst of that conversation, I recall uh, during uh, COVID, there were, correct me if I'm wrong, some permit fees that um, uh, escalated or there was concern over those. Uh, there was also talk about the, the, the regulations being a tad onerous in regards to yeah. what you could build, how, uh, you know, the, the size and all that kind of stuff. Has that all been nailed down? Or are we still in the process of still having that conversation in regards to fees for a patio, but also what a patio looks like? No, I think it's changed now in Vancouver... Uh, and Victoria's the same way, by the way. 
we have a new council. Uh, there's a new sheriff in town. The mayor is so in, you know, so wanting to have permanent patios, uh, making it business friendly so that last year, um, and I know, you know, I talked about this jazz, Mm -hmm. the city of Vancouver then came out with a 30 page document and it was all about how to put a patio in and you, you needed to have architectural diagrams. And by the time you roll this up, it's going to be about $5,000 and people, but what? And that was a six month sort of study they did. So this year we're much more involved in the design of it. Um, we've said to the city and the mayor and the new council that we need to really be conscious of red tape and regulation uh, for no other reason, frankly, than there's the labor challenges that we have and the ability for a business owner to, to navigate complex, unnecessary systems Number two needs to be, you know, some acknowledgement that if, you, if these people had a patio last year, maybe the year before, and they were good corporate citizens, you know, to sort of give them a nod a bit sooner than later. And number three, of course, as you mentioned, is the cost. You know, $5,000 is too much. Um, the, the, the application right now is $230. Um, there'll be a few more fees by, be it by, beyond that. But it looks like this council certainly recognizes that the 700 or so patios in Vancouver, they need to approach this with a common sense approach. We're not out of the pandemic. They understand, you know, talking to Sarah Kirby Young yesterday, they certainly understand the the brittleness, financial brittleness of the industry that continues now. So I, I think we're in pretty good shape in Vancouver. Uh, if I owned a restaurant... Uh, with 50 seats indoors, how big of a patio could I build? That's a good question. I think I think you can do the regulation that I'm aware of is up to half of your approved seating inside. So it means that you could add another 25 seats, which is significant. Uh, the problem a little bit is that um, not all those restaurants have the space up front. So the one thing that we have to be very conscious of is accessibility, making sure we don't become, uh, you know, blocking pedestrians, blocking, you know, forcing them to go out in the street to walk around. Um, but that's just good citizenship on our parts. And I don't think you're going to see too many restaurant owners uh, or people that want to put a patio in because it does go beyond restaurants. Mm-hmm. that are going to go, you know, we're going to put something away here. We have to be very conscious of the, you know, uh, uh, of that, that part of society that needs to be mobile and get around. So I'm not too concerned about that. So, but it's about, it's a, it, it generally is 50, 50% of your indoor light or your indoor approved seating. Uh, so, so in my case, let's say my restaurant had 50 seats indoors, that, those 50 seats obviously would be full, but I also have now potentially 25 more seats outside. And on a busy summer yep. day, uh, I've have significant more capacity. Exactly. But what happens generally is that um, you don't sort of say in this case, that's a total of 75 seats. Most of the seats will be outside. Very few people, especially if it's a nice day, are going to be inside. And so it's not like you suddenly are, you know, you've got a site that's 75 people. You're still always going to have you know, a capacity that's going to be, you know, probably closer to 50, 50 people anyways, because some will be inside, the majority be outside. Yeah. Final question. Do you, why did it take a global pandemic to get us here? I mean, I, I was I was watching a show on Netflix a few oh. weeks ago. Uh, it's, it's one of those, it's really, it's an easy watch. It's called Emily in Paris. It's just an American who lives in Paris. And I swear half that show 
um, is just scenes from uh, cafes, outdoor cafes in Paris. It looks lovely. It's wonderful. But, you know, Vancouver is a beautiful city. Why did it take a global pandemic for us to get to this point? I, I'm just, it, it still boggles the mind. Uh, I get a little cautious when I say this, but I think, you know, in the past, the bureaucracy has have looked at these things through a, a glass of, this is going to cause trouble, this is going to cause inaccessibility, this is fire hazard, this is all these different negative things. And, and I, you know, if you go down that road, you're going to say, you know what, we probably shouldn't have very many patios. If you look at Lawnsdale in North Vancouver, you know, half of Lawnsdale now are patios that are built in parking spots, and it's charming. So it's really a mindset and, and trusting business, as I said earlier, to do the right thing. So I think that we saw a little bit of the development jazz during the 2010 Olympics where people are outside in January going, what, patios are cool. And then, but it is kind of odd that it took the pandemic to see this expansion like this, but it is what it is. And I'm, and I'm kind of glad that it happened. But before that, we struggled. We struggled with trying to get a patio culture. Many mayors in Vancouver have said, yes, we want to create a patio culture, but it got sort of it got sort of the oxygen got taken out of the room by the bureaucracy. So I think that though that this mayor and this council will send the right, you know, let's be cautious. Let's do the right thing. Let's make sure we take care of things, but let's get patios out there. They're great for the culture of, of the city. Well, in politics, it's often said a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And I guess in the case of the pandemic, we, we've got patio culture, evolving pa- patio culture, which is great to see. Uh, Ian, thanks for exactly. your time today, my friend. Thanks, Jazz. We'll see you in the patio soon when it gets a bit warmer. Hey, you can guarantee that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye.